Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Erin, and it's May 2022, which is National Tennis Month. And today we're going to discuss why you should go and watch professional tournaments live. I recently went to the Billie Jean King Cup in Asheville, North Carolina, and I think the thing I learned the most is that I should not take my game so seriously because these players are so amazing. Um, Erin, what did you learn? I learned the same thing. I learned the speed of the ball is much different yes. than the way we hit. Um, but I did learn that by watching them, I think just some, like you learn some interesting things. Um, like we said, you know, we're never going to be that good. But um, we also learn, um, you know, like how they hit the ball, like if they lob or whatever. When I went to Charleston, oh, did I say I went to Charleston? I don't know if I said that. I went to the Charleston Open, sorry, in April. And um, it was an outdoor event where yours was an indoor event. Right. So they played very different. So uh, the weekend I was in Charleston, it was really, really windy. And instead of doing um, a lot of times, even in rec ten- in recreational tennis, but also um, I have seen some professional doubles on TV where they'll lob the ball and have someone running for the ball so that they set up their net person. That wasn't happening the weekend I was there because it was so windy. What was happening was they were just hitting really, really hard. And the points actually went fairly quickly because I think the weather conditions. Um, so that's one thing I learned. The other thing that we learned, my friend and I went together, my friend, my, my friend, Tammy, um, we sat in the upper level, which are really good seats. The stadium is amazing and, and intimate, even though I think it seats like 11,000 or something, it seats a pretty good amount, but we had really good seats in the upper level. Okay. And then we moved down, uh, for the next match because some people had left, um, because it was cold and, and windy. And the closer we sat, the harder it was to see. And I think, Interesting. It, I think again, yeah. because of the speed of the ball and we were sitting behind the referee. So we were like mid court and then we had to like look back and forth really quickly. Like our heads had to go back and forth. So what I learned was um, our upper level seats were actually a little bit better or sitting on like one end. Yes. Yes. So I kind of sat in the middle behind the referee as well, but I noticed that all the important people sat behind the players when they were playing. So they never had to move their head back and forth. And, um, you know, so I learned if you're important, you sit behind the players. Right. <laughs> that was the other exactly. thing. <laughs> well, they see it more of that perspective of how you see it on TV. Yes. Right. So they saw like lengthwise. Um, yeah. And it's kind of fun too. Um, do you remember we went a couple years ago to the Billie Jean Cup when we were, when it was in Asheville and um, just watching like all the ball kids yes. um, like interact with the players and stuff was really interesting. I think some interesting personalities came out one year. Yeah. And I also like too, you know, there's a lot of things you don't see, like you get to watch live that you don't see on TV. So you can really watch the receiver as they're returning a serve right. that they never show on TV right. or kind of, you know, what they're doing in between points, what the receiver's exactly. doing in between points yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that I watched four singles matches and a doubles match. I actually really enjoyed the doubles match. Yeah. yeah. Even though we both play singles, um, it is uh, nice to watch doubles. They don't show a lot of double. I watch a lot of uh, tennis on TV and they don't show a lot of doubles, um, which is kind of unfortunate because I think, 
I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm guessing the percentage of recreational tennis players mostly play doubles. Right. Yes. Right. So that's kind of, um, yeah, that's a little bit more fun to watch. Um, we'll never play like the singles players play. Yes. We'll never serve as fast or receive, you know, but, um, what you were saying about in between points, I think is interesting because, you know, the pros nowadays have to get their own towels and all this stuff. And I always wonder, I'm sure you know the rule on this and I don't, but I always wonder, I know they have a time limit in between points. And I always wonder, I'm sure we do too, maybe. Yes, it's 25 seconds. It is. But so, there's nothing you can do to enforce it. Right. So is there really a role? So, I don't okay. know. So yeah. it's actually the same as the pros, which is interesting, except they have a shot clock or a, they have a timer now yeah. that, that you can see on the... So I always wonder with our matches, are we taking that much time? Are we going... Like, I always wonder that. Do I Do I play fast? Do I play to the 25 second clock that I don't have available to watch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Those things are, I think are interesting. Yeah. I always feel like I play fast, but yeah. there we have to go get our own balls. So right. if a ball goes in another court or right. something like that. Yeah. Um, so, but so many interesting things. And especially yeah. as someone, I didn't grow up watching tennis. Right. I, didn't I grew either. up watching basketball and football and all these other sports. And I did find it a little bit unusual how, you know, you can't cheer. Yeah. as they're playing. So that was yeah. the only thing that I kind of had to get used to of, oh, you have to be quiet and then you cheer. It was still a lot of fun. It yeah. was just something that's a little bit different if you didn't grow up watching tennis. Right. It's not like you said, like a basketball game, people are cheering and saying, shoot. Or miss it or, or miss that it. sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, exactly. Oh, one thing I loved about being there, which I thought was very funny, was um, when we when I was in Charleston, um, Everyone that was sitting around me, not everyone, there were some people sitting around me that, uh, you know, because you could tell everybody played tennis that was sitting around. Right. Like it was right. a whole crowd of like our people, right? Yeah. All adult rec players. And um, there were so many times where a couple people would like call the ball in or out and be like, oh, that was out or, oh, that was good or, you know, whatever. And it was just so funny because it's like, we're not down on the court. We're not, we, we don't have a you know, maybe not everybody has 2020 vision or better. <laughs> um, I just thought it was very funny that everybody was an expert. Yes. Did you feel that way? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everyone was an expert sitting around us. So they knew what the right call was and they wanted to argue, you know, amongst each other, talk about it or whatever. It just made me laugh. Cause I'm like, I mean, there were definitely some times where I'm like, Ooh, that was close, Yes. but I'm not trained to call that ball. I can barely call it in rec tennis, let alone professional. But it just shows you the different tennis. angles, how yeah. the different angles on the court really make a difference. Because yes. I remember even one time where someone said, oh, that ball was in and where I was looking, it really looked out. So, it, I mean, I think that may help my adult recreational game as well, right. that, hey, it's the angle you're looking at the yes. ball when it hits, you know, you may think your ball was in, but maybe it really was out. Yes. So, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, the other thing that we have done recently, um, and, we, and we've talked about it, is we just got back from USTA Southern's um, awards, uh, meeting and awards a couple weeks ago in Atlanta. And everybody asked you and I, have you been to the US Open? Have you been to the US Open? Right? So that is our goal. We're going to do that. So my bucket list. Yes. I, I want to go to the US Open. But bucket as in like the next year. Or two. <laughs> okay, not, yes. not, not late in life, but like soon. And hopefully, you know, start to go year after year. But um, I knew about it, but I heard about it there, but I knew about it ahead of time too. And I wanted to tell people, um, you can go to the US Open, obviously, if you can afford to do that, if you can get the time off, if you can travel there, there's a lot of 
factors. I've never gone, but I, for a long time, I couldn't go because my kids were school age and it's in September. And it's usually right about when kids are getting back into school, but my kids are getting older and I can do it now. But I wanted to tell people about um, the fan week that's going to happen. So every um, year, except for the COVID years leading up to the start of the U S open, they have what's called uh, the fan week. And I'm just going to read this uh, word for word. So I get it correct. Um, this year between August 23rd and August 28th. So from a Tuesday to a Sunday, the U S open fan week is um, set to return in 2022 after a two year hiatus because of COVID. So it says during the week long tennis celebration leading up to the main draw access to the grounds will be completely free. That's what I wanted people to know. But the other cool thing about it is it says that means that once again, fans will be able to attend at no cost, the U S open qualifying tournament. In addition to other events, including the legends match, a U.S. open player practice, as well as music and entertainment throughout the week. So it's great to see like all the number one players in the world or, you know, the, the one through tens or the one through one hundreds or whatever, but the qualifying tournaments, uh, the, the people that are, are fighting to get in to, to qualify, to get into the U.S. open, I think would be some amazing matches to watch. And people even said that, like, like I said, I went to the semifinal and the final in Charleston, but I would love to be able to take a week off and go the whole week before because right. those qualifiers or the, the, the matches before, I guess, I mean, they're already qualified to get in the tournament, but those matches that aren't the semis and the finals are so cool to watch, you know, not that it's not that they're more like us, <laughs> but they are the lower seeds. So that tennis might look a little bit closer to what we think we look like when we play, even though that's not really what we look like. But I think those matches would be so cool. So if I was to do it again, I might go early in the Charleston tournament, you know, and then, you know, skip the finals or, or stay for it if I could. But I would love to see those qualifying matches. And I was actually told by someone um, during the award ceremony at USTA Southern that those were the matches you can get better seats for. So you can see such amazing tennis, have a really good seat. I mean, see them pra- see them on a practice court. Yeah. What what do pros do to practice? Yes, do they I do know. do they do the same silly baby tennis warm up that yeah, we like, do? What do they really and do? then back up to the baseline and that like I don't think the pros, you know, they're just out there hitting with their coaches, but yeah, it would be fun to see, like, and see how they go through their routines or yeah, whatever. And see someone of that caliber because I always think about like we have an amazing tennis pro who's a 5-0 who I can't win a game against. Right. And then even though she's amazing, she couldn't win a game against these players. Exactly. So yeah. it just puts it in a whole different perspective yes. of playing tennis and and you see how amazing they are mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And again, to sort of wrap up what we're talking about is it's great to go to tournaments and learn from them and see how the pros are doing it, but also realize we're never going to be at that level. And unfortunately, just enjoy tennis. Yes. Just, just enjoy, enjoy what you can do. Enjoy watching it. Enjoy watching your friends play, pros play, whoever you can, but also make it so that you enjoy playing. Um, and so that you'll stick with it for a long time and maybe don't take it so seriously because everybody says it on the court, but none of us are getting paid unless you're g- getting in a tournament where like Carolyn and I won a, we won $25. We won. We won yeah. We, <laughs> we won, won $25. We did. So. We each won $25, but it costs, it costs us 80, 80 to, to, get, yes, to get in the tournament. So yes, we got paid um, for winning, but we still came out, you know, 
uh, in the negative end. But so, yeah, so I guess our, the point is to just, you know, watch the pros and enjoy it, but also realize that we're just rec players. We're just rec players, but also enjoy the trip there. I went there with a couple friends from, you know, that I normally play tennis with all the time, but it's fun to go with your tennis friends to a tennis tournament yes. because and not play. Like when normally right. when we go somewhere, we go to States and you're playing constantly and it's, you know, let's stressful. hydrate and it's stressful, yeah. Yeah. even though it shouldn't be. It is. Uh, it is. Um, yeah. And so just to go there with friends, I mean, yeah. you went with your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You met up for your 50th birthday mm-hmm. at a tournament. Yes. So, um, yeah. or to celebrate the early celebration for your birthday. It's her 50th. It's her 50th. Not too Mine isn't yet. But yes. Yeah. 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 No, I absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah. Just being able to go and watch and not have to have that stress. I mean, if you want to take your tennis racket and play, you know, hit while you're at a tournament, that's fine. But just to go and relax and enjoy it. If anyone listening has any recommendations of any tournaments we should attend other than Grand Slams, please let us know. You can message us on our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and I hope to see you on the courts soon. <laughs>